Greetings from London. This is Mariam Sharif, and you are tuned in to the Star Moguls podcast. So today's guest is all the way from Dubai, Dr. Amari, and she is the uh, executive director of the Art of Marriage and Family Therapy. There, welcome, Dr. Amari. Uh, thank you, my dear uh, Mariam, and thank you for having me today. I know we've had some time where we've um, tried to, to uh, organize, but you are so tremendously busy with your work and your practice. So, so delighted to have you here today. So um, I wanted to ask you, is there a, um, an art of marriage, as your, uh, as your uh, you know, organization says? Is there an art of marriage? Uh, yes, my dear, and uh, thank you again. Uh, now, uh, uh, if you uh, if you gonna the reason why you know when I started my business, uh, I called it uh, Sigmund Freud. Right. You know, okay. like because, yeah, because I I really like he's the father of psychology and Absolutely. he's the man behind a lot of theories and a lot of uh, what is going on with the individuals uh, psychologically. But then. Uh, you know, uh, I said to myself, such name could exist in a European or in America. Yeah. And then, yes, but in the Middle East and in Arabic uh, or Islamic countries, you know, there are some people who are a little bit uh, against uh, Sigmund Freud. And then I had to change it. And I am a person who likes art. I like art a lot. Yeah. And uh, the way I look at life, Sometimes I see like life is like an art. Oh. It's really like a piece of art. It can be, uh, you know, like any anything you like. And then if you know how to appreciate and how to understand this piece of thing in front of you, then you will know like one day your life will be looking good. One day your life will be looking confusing. One day it will look like really amazing. You just have to look at life and relationships from a very, you know, like a different way. And that's why I said, I have also a slogan on my website, which says, uh, uh, art, uh, art of living. Yeah, I always tell people, uh, you know, like if you can just because we are human beings. Yes. And sometimes we are surrounded by by arts, especially people I studied in the U.S. And then I had trainings in, in Germany, in Europe, in Austria. And there is a lot of beauty around you. So that's why I said, why don't we mix this beauty with our life? So that's why I call it, you know, like art of living and cure of family counseling. Because yeah. again, if you look at it as an art, you will start looking at things differently. That's it. The perception. That is you've just you've just introduced art, and I've actually just looked at it completely differently as well. I've just thought, okay, so looking at life as more of a, a masterpiece, and I always say when I'm styling as well. So you know, I always say that you know you are masterpieces of your life as well, and you are pieces of art. I always say that as well. So how interesting is that? As excellent. It's such a nice way of of framing something that 
people would probably dismiss and probably not even realize that how we need to live as artists and as masterpieces. Exactly. Like when I look at your background, it is so beautiful. It is like telling me, look at the life, the colorful picture, the mannequin stand, the, 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 the plant, the color you are wearing. You know, like this is what I mean. We are human beings yes. and we are distinguished from animals. Animals, they can just live and yeah. they cannot tell or enjoy the art in our life so that's why sometimes I tell people it's just an art if you know how to do it if you have the skills that is beautiful Dr. Marius that is just so nicely put I've never heard of uh, any counselor or therapist talk about it in such a profound and beautiful way it's just I mean it's just set the tone thank you very much for the podcast because um the way that we need to live so we're in i'm in london so in london we are now going through this second uh lockdown phase and it's very hard for for some people to kind of you know stomach it you know we've we've done it the first time around and we've kind of we've we've got to know what corona is we've lived with covid uh, we can accept it now we're going through round two which is quite difficult for everybody is there some piece of advice that you would like to, to share? Or is there been um, some uh, aspect in this year that you've had to deal with more than any other year? Like during this year of COVID, are you seeing a pattern of um, certain people that are coming in to you to see you about certain problems? Is there something reoccurring this year? Uh, yes. Uh, so let me start by saying, you know, like uh, definitely 2020 is uh, this year is completely different than any other years we lived through. Yes. I, I, and I don't think this year will, inshallah, it doesn't come again or we don't have to have to face such challenges in the uh, upcoming years. So uh, let's say uh, I will start by saying when Corona started. I, myself, like anybody else, uh, you know, like my main focus was on how to get through what yes. is going to happen. Yeah. Where are we going? That was my fear. And I was, uh, I was outside of UAE and I had to come back with, you know, like uh, in a rush. Oh, they wow. had to bring us okay. back. Yes. They had yeah. to bring us back to the country. And then uh, I saw the fear in people's eyes and everything, but for myself as a public health professional and a mental health professional, for me, uh, Corona, and sometimes I tell people, Corona is not necessarily a negative thing. Yes, yeah. Uh, honestly speaking, because uh, personally, I think I had the best Ramadan ever in my whole life I had yeah. during this year. Because, yeah. Yes, because uh, we were home, there is no stress, uh, you do yes. taraweeh and you you sleep there is no obligations yes and then even the fear of corona decreased during ramadan because we were more connected on a spiritual level spiritual level yes yes but uh, for me uh, i always say uh, sometimes i think and some people might agree with me and some may not i think we have to really thank corona we really or thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for really corona was a wake up call for a lot of people Yes. And it was also, uh, it drove some people uh, to the opposite direction. Yes. Some people went crazy 
like crazier. Yes. Uh, after yeah. the lockdown, they just wanted to compensate, wanted to live, wanted to. Do, and some people, they really reevaluated and reprioritized their lives. So yeah. Corona, for me and for any uh, professional, professional, yeah, yes, I think we saw a positive side of Corona, yes. mm. and even for those who who died or those who lost loved ones. We always tell them they they left as shaheed, inshallah, mm. because yes, because I think um, I, don't quote me on that, but I think religiously they 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 died because of a disease, and then this is a good way of you know like that's right, not a good way, yeah. But so, but even that, I tell them every day. I tell people, Corona just reminded us death is around you. Yes, I am yes. closer. This death is closer to you. Yes, but. Before we, you know, like we were not reminded. We were taking advantage. I think we were just taking advantage of our life and everybody around us. You know, I I don't think we really valued relationships and uh, ourselves and our work. And I think it's just the kind of that reset moment where we've had to do like this kind of biopsy of our own life and 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 take account. Really, isn't it? Right. This is what uh, uh, what I personally hope that people, that they need to wake up and that they need to see where they are and uh, we're all going to die. Uh, and then, you know, like but now you have a chance to uh, reassess and you have a chance to redo things and uh, you have a chance of, you know, like yes. fixing things in your life. Yes, absolutely. Again, it's, it's, it's back to perception. I always say how I can change perception through style and um, visual aspects. And I think that, you know, you have to change also, you know, your perceptions in your mind and how you view life. What is it that's triggering you? What is it that it's so enormous that you can't handle? Um, and, it, it, you know, oh, thank you so much for pointing that out. That definitely, I think there's a majority of us that think that it's a blessing. You know, we've taken it account, even though I was ill with with COVID symptoms, I still thought, you know, okay, you know what? That's, that's given me a wake-up call that, Mariam, you, you need to start doing more with your health and you need to take care of yourself and, you know, maybe less of everybody else because I was I'm guilty of one of those kind of um you know people pleasing or helping people around me and it's not out of um uh it's just a default it's just in my DNA but it really made me think that I really must look after my health and, and my own priorities you know so it, it, I think for for everyone they have their checklist and they've gone down through it and they've thought okay what do i need to do what is priority what is not so um yeah it's it's definitely been a, a help uh for for everyone as we go into this second lockdown and we've had numerous um you know people talking about relationships ending relationships beginning what advice would you give to someone who is going through something in their relationship with their children or in their marriage? How would you assess people that are firstly looking at, there's two aspects, isn't there? There's people are probably healing and existing or people are healing and, and staying within the marriage. What advice would you give them uh, whilst they're in the second lockdown? Yes, my dear, uh, as you put it, you know, like uh, we have two types of people and uh, 
before Corona, life was very stressful by itself. Yes. And then we have struggles and we have conflicts between each other. And then, you know, like we see people and couples, they're coming to us, uh, you know, like, or, or the whole family because they have issues, they are not happy, they need to resolve their issues. So the, the, for those who already, they already have issues and conflict and stress in the relationship. What Corona did, Corona added, Corona came with its own complex type of stress. Yeah. So accelerated so, kind of the problems? Yes. So, so those who have or they had problems before Corona, when Corona came, yeah, their problems were still there, but it was, you know, like it was more clearer to them. Mm. And uh, Corona forced them to face it. Oh, like, you know, yes. like now you have to sit and face it, especially if the couples or the family, they have to stay in one home. Mm. So this is what Corona did. Corona came with its own complexity and then people already has had had issues. They yeah. had, you know, like now if they come and, uh, uh, you know, like enter and exit the relationship. When Corona came, there was no exit. Yeah. You have to face it. You have to deal with it. And it can be overwhelming. Absolutely. So, you know, like, for, yes, for those who they already have problems, Corona added more stress to them, mm. you know, like, and uh, and for those who really had problems, we have two types of people. There is this type of people who Corona made their life more complicated. And for the, and, and this type of people who Corona made them get involved and yeah. face their, their problems and, you know, like work on it. So yes. we have two people and those who could not, work it out uh, and then those are the people who more likely you know like uh, choose to leave the relationship and then we're talking about the toxic relationship the toxic yes. the, the really the the seriously sick relationships so what corona did it just you know like helped them to make the exit if yeah. it was not healthy for them for the other group our hope as a mental health professional that you know like some people uh, corona made them stronger together you know like and then they they know for sure uh, this yeah. is my life this is my family this is my wife i want to work on it yeah so this is what 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 it did to uh, to the people dr mari i was talking to somebody yesterday and um you know we were talking about the subject of therapy and counseling and uh, so i was talking to my male friend and i feel that in the south asian arab community still we are very reluctant to to even accept or, or want to uh, to go for therapy in the west it's very common now and everybody is seeking especially this year and it's i think mental awareness is much more apparent that you need to do something but you know what was the first answer of this person that I was speaking to yesterday. Okay, <clears throat> Mariam, you know what? Um, you can just pray to Allah and uh, ask for guidance. And I was like, uh, yes, the, A, there's a taboo. B, yeah. when, you, when you suggest something like this, they say, pray it out. You pray it all out, you know, get some answers, sit with yourself. And I said to this person yesterday, I said, you know, it doesn't always work out that way because you don't know what's going inside your help. You need someone to guide you. Um, mm -hmm. And then I referred to as his boxing because I said, look, you know, you've got a coach for boxing and he guides you and he trains you and he, and he develops your muscles and he develops your skill. The same way you need someone to work what's going on inside because you might not be able to understand things from your past or why you do certain things or why there's patterns occurring. 
but it's very, very apparent that still that majority of people uh, from the South Asian Arab communities aren't willing to, uh, to go for therapy. So how do you persuade someone that, like in a couple, and uh, they yeah. you know how do you how do you you don't really want to convince somebody anyway but how would you make somebody uh more uh accepting or understand therapy how would you explain it to somebody who's just not wanting to um to even acknowledge yeah uh, uh you know my dear uh, this is uh this is another uh, challenge or you know like one of the challenges mental health professionals they have to deal with in this part of the world you know like especially on how uh it's not convincing but how to send the right message to people and i always tell people uh the best thing that could happen to you is counseling and uh, for your friend uh, there is also prophet muhammad there is a hadith about going and asking people istishara, you know, like it's just counseling. Yes. So, uh, but I, you know, like the, uh, we cannot compare people uh, understanding and people willingness, uh, willingness and uh, people uh, attitudes towards counseling in this part of the world to people in the West. Yes, yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a massive difference. There's a massive difference. But even people in the West here, the South Asian Arab communities, I, I feel definitely as I as I'm uh, from Pakistani origin, my, you know, I, I still feel that they, you know, men would never if I said, oh, you know, uh, you know, I think that you should go for some counseling, couple therapy or something. No, they wouldn't accept it. They would never accept it. So how would you how would you do that? Like, how would you persuade some not persuade again, but like, how would you encourage then someone to do that? Uh, okay, uh, as as I said, you know, like it's a tough role, but we always we need to team with you know like other you know like uh, media channels, you know, like the 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 media, yeah. you know, like people and the the country, the country itself, you know, the the uh, the the uh, um, uh, people who can really uh, encourage and you know like uh, empower people, which is the um, what is it? I forget the name. One second. It's um, Ministry of Health. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. And uh, the health system. The health yes. system. You know, like if you compare it again, because when we come as individuals and we are like clinical psychologists, we are mental health professionals. Yes. We can do like I am doing my best. I, I try to tell people even through my snap, the best thing you could do to yourself is go to counseling. What's right. the point if you have everything in your life but you don't you don't understand yourself inside? Yeah. Uh, um, it would make a huge difference if you just know that happiness can come from within. And then it's 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 not an easy thing to do, but my uh, I try to be neutral also because I don't want to force people to come because the message when it comes from me it it, it, it they, they might think I have something in it because yes, I am a mental yes. professional right by, uh, yes but by leading and modeling and you know like showing people and mm -hmm. then the more uh, you know like like now we are working on a new website and we are putting more testimonial and we are focusing on those who have positive you know like experiences with us and we always always or i always do it when i have a chance on my social media honestly mariam even i had a brother who died uh, almost two years ago 
And uh, sometimes people, they tell me, Dr. Amari, we feel sorry for you. You're always here listening to us. And who listens to you? Who takes care of you? And I tell them, when I travel, I go to my colleagues and we sit and we talk. So yeah. prior to his death, I myself, I went to Austria and I stayed one week with my with one of my colleagues and I talked about the death of my brother because mm. he was uh, sick and we knew like he's gonna, he's gonna go. So counseling really, you know, like uh, we also benefit from it. Yes, you yes. Know, like As professionals, you also need it. You know, you see the value and you need, you need someone else as well. Yes, mm. we need it. And uh, we always uh, try to tell people, try it. And then uh, again, uh, if uh, if we get more help from the Ministry of Health, yeah. from other uh, mental health professionals, from physicians, from doctors, hospitals, the communities. That's right. This is so, how so from the authority itself, yeah. yes, actually from government, yeah. some kind of top down. Yeah. Yes. This is how we can yeah. convince. Like if I am talking in a in a lecture and convincing uh, one hundred person. It's different than when I'm talking to the whole community. Yes, yes. So yeah, that's that is one of the things that I think it would really make a difference, and you know, like change this view uh, people have about counseling, therapy, psychiatry. Mm. I even tell people like sometimes medication. You know, the majority of the people they don't want medication, yeah. but then uh, when my brother died, I had to take some antidepressant for a few months. I was going to actually just them. say that in your situation when you went to Austria and you had some time out and you want you know, to go through and kind of process your own feelings. How did that help? Like, what was, what talk us through that kind of process? Because that's your personal, ex, you know, experience. You know, um, what is it that you achieved by, by, you know, having your colleague? What is it that you kind of understood? Or what is it that you were feeling at that time? So we can tell other people also that it's, it's not just everybody has 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 problems and how you deal with them. So how did you deal with that with your colleague then? Yes. So uh, we also experience the same things people go through, you know, yeah. like uh, grief, uh, sadness. But we have skills and we know what to do and maybe we get out of it faster. Yes. So when by acknowledging my need to go for counseling that was the main key for me to process and heal faster yeah. by you know like knowing by having a full insight that i am gonna go through sadness i'm gonna miss him i'm gonna get angry i'm gonna cry so i knew mm -hmm. and i because of that i went to prepare myself which is different than the average person who who doesn't have the skills as a mental health professional so when i went there it took one week and uh, it was uh, uh, not comprehensive. I, it was like I'm staying as a guest, but we talked about everything. And then uh, they, uh, you learn how to say goodbye. You learn how to accept. You you learn that it's gonna be hard, and you just you get prepared. you know what I mean. You get prepared, and hopefully by getting prepared, you go through the process uh, uh, in a in a smoother manner. Dr. Amari. How would you? Uh, how did you get into this field of uh, of of work? Um, is it something that interested you? What what made you get into this field? Because you said that you were interested um, in Sigmund Freud. But um, tell us tell us how you started your journey in, in this area. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, it, uh, you have to know something. Since I was a teenager, 
I, I, I noticed I was different than my sisters. Right. I always loved, yeah, and uh, uh, I liked to read about novels and English and this and that. And then uh, I, I continued, you know, like focusing and reading novels and this. And then when I was around 17 or 18, my father died. Right. And it was a sudden death and he died outside of the country and we couldn't see him. So that was my first uh, trauma that I had to go through yes. for which I was admitted in a hospital. And then in the hospital, unfortunately, um, they just give you medication and they sedate you because they don't want you to cry. Right. 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 And, and where I was this? Because like, you're, you're, uh, you're actually from Saudi Arabia. Uh, I'm half Saudi, half UAE. Oh, okay. Okay. So where we, where was this then? Was he died, yeah. He died uh, abroad. So, okay. When, and I was very close to him and I really, uh, you know, like I was very, uh, like a special, uh, one, of my, one of the special ones. Yeah. So uh, the, the family, you know, like in any normal situations, the family, they get busy taking care of things. And That's then right. I think they said, we need to admit her in a hospital. So in the hospital, I noticed like I wake up and then the moment I realize where I am and I wanna, I wanna grieve. And yeah. I wake up and I start, I was a teenager. And the moment I realized I'm here because my father died, then I start what? I start screaming, uh, screaming and crying. Mm. And when this happens, I remember, you know, like uh, clearly, like uh, two nurses, they come quickly. I was in a very private upper class uh, hospital. Mm. Private, there is no upper class uh, hospital, private hospital. Uh, and then they would come running and give me injection. Right, yes. Yeah. And then they give me the injection and then they sedate me. And then I wake up again and the same process happens. I wake up, I scream, I want to cry. They kill my grief, they kill my pain, they kill my tears. Yeah. You know? So I stayed, I think, 15 days or something. Wow. And then, yes, they kept me for a long time because they thought. And then I wanted to get out, but then I said, okay, the only reason to go to get out or maybe a week, I need to stop crying, right? Right. Because, you know, like, I know the consequences. So you realize that the only way to get out of this place is to stop crying? Yes, because I wanted to see my mom and my family. Uh, oh, so you then, didn't see anybody whilst you were in the, the hospital then, during that no, whole the, time? The first uh, three days, I didn't, because uh, uh, I didn't, uh, you know, like, uh, I remember when they brought my father with a, in a private uh, flight, they brought him and then we entered to say goodbye. And then each one of us, us was injected and uh, with a medication. Mm. It was really wrong. It was really wrong. It was, there was a family med, uh, family doctor in the home. Like every, each one of us, uh, us went to say goodbye and then they injected you so you can relax. So anyway, when I was in the hospital, I said, I need to get out. Yeah. And then I went out and then before leaving, I was, uh, I remember I was in a wheelchair because, uh, you know, like, uh, they put you in a wheelchair and I told the doctor uh, what happened he was a psychiatrist right and I told him what happened where is my father hmm. I was young where is he what is yeah. going on is he coming back you are giving I had all these questions and I remember he was an Egyptian doctor he kept saying don't worry you will be fine goodbye that's it hmm. they did not he did not spend five minutes talking with me about my pain yes and yes totally and then I went to it. 
just totally want to do yeah. It, it was a private hospital. It was all about the money, how many days you're going to stay, how much money they're going to make out of you. So right. as if he ignored my whole uh, grieving uh, process, yeah. it's like it doesn't exist. He, he mm -hmm. medicated me, he, uh, discharged me, and I left with a bigger question. And I remember spending time in his, in, in, in his uh, bedroom, uh, keeping his clothes, asking because that was my first experience with with death. The death, yeah. It was my father. Mm. He had a heart attack, having death. He was not sick or anything. After that, I com I completed my uh, education and uh, I studied psychology and uh, foreign languages. Right, right. And then I when uh, when I had uh, uh, my minor was in uh, psychology, or I had uh, psychology uh, courses. Yeah, uh, I wanted. I had this question like, yes. is this what, what answers to the why? questions? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, it, and I became a very angry person. Mm. And I learned later uh, the medication affected my central nervous system. You right. know, we all have a nervous system. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. And when you are medicated, it affects it. And then all this anger was inside. Right. And I was a very angry uh, teenager. I used mm. to always be angry, uh, hate people uh, when they have fathers, not hate them, but I, I don't want to hear the word father. Yeah. You know, yeah. I thought something bad happened to me. And uh, so anyway, it, I, I was, you know, like my, my psychology, my psychological status was messed up. And then I got a chance to go to the U.S. Right. Then in the U.S., uh, uh, you know, like I also wanted to study more about psychology. Yeah. And then, you know, in the U.S., they give you a chance to talk. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. And then they will talk about uh, where you come from and what is the saddest things you ever went through. Yeah. And I said, so because how I was treated when my father died. Yeah. And then I started uh, studying uh, abnormal psychology, you know, like a uh, feminist approach to psychology. And I made all A's. My GPA was 4.0. I was on the dean's list. Wow. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes, because I had, yeah, I had all these questions. So when I studied and uh, developmental psychology, when I studied how we are created from the moment you are inside your mother's womb, she can yes. hear you. Yes, yes, uh, exactly. You are, yes, and you are somebody since you are inside. And then I understood about grieving, about sadness, about the feelings, about your emotions. Mm. And I wanted to unblock all these emotions that the doctors or, you know, like the, uh, that was blocked. Yeah, there's lots and, of curiosity uh, there that made you just yeah. push further and, and get and find the answers. Um, that's amazing. And then so uh, soon after you came, after completing your education, then you came back to the UAE? Uh, after so I you spent some time there practicing in, in the States. Yes, I, I did uh, in the US, they give you practicum, which is yeah. uh, seek, uh, seeing people because, uh, again, you know, I wanted to be really honestly, Maria. I really I remember one day, uh, like before the graduation, they asked you, and I told them, I want to be there to make a difference because I, I remember the name of the doctor, but I cannot, I cannot say his name, he's still alive. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm waiting for the chance to see him. And I said, I want to be able to make a difference. And oh. I do not forgive the doctor who made me live with this pain mm. all these years. 
all these years I lived with this pain. He didn't talk to me. He didn't listen to me. My family are not qualified, but he was qualified. Right, right. Okay, okay, yes. So that was the reason. I wanted to do opposite of what he didn't. Mm. I wanted to help as much as possible. I wanted to tell people, when you are sad, it's okay. It's part of life. When you are yeah. sad, it's you know like because you are grieving, you are in pain, yes. but you can get out of it. You need to do this. You need to do that. You take medication for one, two months, but then again, you're going to get out of it stronger. All these things, I did not hear it from the psychiatrist. Yeah. And knowing myself, I am a fighter. And then I said, I'm going to have answers for myself, for my family. And it did help me with my mom uh, before she died because she developed lymphoma. And mm, uh, uh, yes. And, uh, you know, like it really, really, uh, Mariam, if I want to send a message to anybody, sometimes I say, uh, maybe uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put me in this uh, experience to make me learn about counseling and psychology i absolutely I agree I, th I think this is your vocation i think allah actually gave you that experience from a from a very young age for you to develop those skills and then to help i completely now i've heard your story it's absolutely remarkable yeah. and i think you know whenever whenever i interview any ceo leader or professional in, in their in their field it you know they, their pain always always is the reason why they started the work in the first place. There's always some trigger or pain point that makes them develop where they are or and, and the reason why they do the work that they do. I also lost my father in my kind of 20s, but uh, in the same way, you know, understanding uh, life and, and it hits you. You know, when you've experienced death at an early age, uh, and you don't have that support system. And and like you said, some people don't understand. and they, they don't know what to say. I guess that it makes you grow up and it makes you ask those questions exactly how to how to be in this world. What is it that people think and understanding ourselves? I always say when I'm styling is, you know, know thyself until you don't know who you are. You're not going to be able to achieve what you what you set out to. You can't help anybody else until you understand your own self. And that could be from a from a style point of view, from a from an inner style point of view to understand what it is in your mind where you want to go. You know, if I'm styling somebody, it's like, okay, you want this look, but what is it that you want to achieve? What what are we dressing you for? What is the end goal? And it's a long term. I'm not just styling you for something. So to understand in the same way your inner self, isn't it? It's, it's all about inner style, how we have to understand and recognize all the emotions that we're feeling and not to, to deny them. Don't deny these feelings that you have and to really kind of, I, I guess, really get get in tune with yourself, right? Really understand who you are and sit with those feelings. Um, so, you know, I think something that you've actually just said now is, it's all about communication, isn't it? I think it, communication yeah. is such a, a, a skill that we need to learn. Asking good questions, you know, it gives us good answers. If you ask mm -hmm. a bad question, it's going to give you a bad answer. If you think like with this mm -hmm. Corona, oh my God, what am I going to do? What, how am I going to live? What am I going to get? You know, financially, I know people are really, um, you know, struggling. Health-wise, people are struggling. But I, I guess when you ask, you know, quality questions, 
you were going to you're going to get quality answers so communication is absolutely key and i think communicating with your family communicating with your you know your your spouse your, you, you know i think it's such a key key skill how can we develop um uh, communication in in your sense how, what, can you give us some pointers on how we can develop the skill for communication uh, you mean as uh, as individuals yes uh, as individuals in yes family? yeah uh, okay, uh, um, you know, uh, first of all, you know, like if you know that you have a problem communicating, if you can identify and acknowledge what is it that you need to work on. Because a lot of people, what they do is they they feel something, but they'll hold it inside and then all of a sudden they'll it'll simmer and it will sit. And then all of a sudden you have a situation where with your conversation where they'll just volcano and that that reaction is not the reaction from that conversation it could be something from months even years back right it can be related to that so how do we develop someone who can talk start starting to talk freely or start to, to communicate a little bit more why do, why is it that people don't communicate why don't they why is it that they don't say what they feel uh to answer your question uh part of it and uh, I'm, I'm i'm talking about us because yeah. we we were taught how to communicate, and uh, we uh, probably did not see good role models or you know like uh, people yeah. in front of us do it, and uh, and sometimes we are programmed inside our families to copy and you know like follow the same behaviors yes. we saw in the family, and that is the one of the uh, the uh, the main issues we have. It's either we were not taught. We were uh, we mod were modeling something not healthy. Yes, yes. You know, like or maybe we are uh, brought up in an environment where you should not talk. You should not express your yes. feelings, especially females. Females, exactly. And, um, females yes. aren't allowed to say anything. You can't argue anything. This is the way it is. This is the way it's done. That's it. Yes, and this by itself it kills any talent you have yeah. or any desire you have to express yourself, because the message you are getting from, uh, basically we get from our uh, family, our parents, our siblings, our yes. the, the the family around us. We gonna generalize it and then use it, you know, like with everybody. If I cannot communicate within the small environment, the, uh, the small community, yes. my family, yes. I will not develop the skills to do it with the outsiders. Yes. So if I am getting this message or I'm not, I'm not getting the skill or I'm not uh, being taught how to do it, then how am I going to do it? Yes. I'm yes. not going to be able to do it. So for that, we always tell people you need to seek help and then Normally, what we do, you know, like for for myself, when people have communication issues, we we model it in a, in a session, you know, and then right. I pay attention to what you say, how you say it, and timing, and the tone of voice. Yes. So these things you need to train, but you need to go to someone special who will see when you are ready to communicate. For example, when somebody comes to me, we don't do it. For my style in doing the counseling and psychoanalysis, I sit with the person, I try to connect, I try to understand them, and then only see from where I can approach. Yes. Yeah, especially if the person coming to me and they are already with uh, low self-esteem, with distorted 
ideas about counseling about themselves you know i need mm. to empower the person and then see what is it you know like you need to uh, you need to work on so for communication again and i always tell people for myself and i don't want to sound like uh, uh, ignorant for my own culture but honestly honestly i i taught a lot from uh, uh, most of my professors in the yeah. in the in, in college, and I, I learned from uh, educated people. I did not learn from the uh, average American person. I learned from those who really worked on on themselves. Yes, yes. And exactly. those I could trust, and I trusted, and they led me to the way uh, to uh, where I am today. So you have to go to an expert. You need to identify what it is that you need to work on, and only then you will learn to develop what you need to develop. What's the best advice that you've been given in your life by a friend or family member? What is the, the best practical advice that you've been given and you always sticks in your head? Uh, to be honest to yourself. You have to be honest to yourself. You have to make peace with yourself. Because yeah. if you're not honest with yourself, you will never work on your issues and your problems. You will deny it. Yeah. And if you uh, don't seek peace with yourself, you will struggle longer in life. Yes. You will, yes. you will not forgive. You will be stuck somewhere. Yes. And in order for us, you know, like to, to develop professionally, because honestly speaking, like sometimes when, you know, like I, again, I, I owe it to um, Professor Linda. I owe it to Professor Leslie. I owe it to a lot of professors uh, in, in my college yeah. because, you know, like they really take you. And I have to tell you, when I went to, to America, I went to two uh, psychology programs. One was psychology, one was clinical psychology. One is higher. Right. And it was very competitive. Right. And they make interview for 200 and they select 20 only. Wow. 20. Wow. So we were like, I remember that we were in the hall outside and I was saying to myself, you know, like, Back then, uh, my ego and my self-esteem was not as good as now. Yeah. And, or anybody in my situation going to any job interview, you will always have doubts. Yeah. And I was thinking, why would they take some a person with hijab? Uh, I just came from, you know, like uh, the Middle East. Why would they take me? Uh, but then again, um, I, you know, like if I want something I have, and I, it really means something to me, uh, I'll fight for it. Yes. So when we went into the interview, they ask you, and as you said, they see how much pain you have and how much you are honest with yourself. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And based on that, they, they say, she can be a good psychologist. Yeah. He can be. No, they cannot be. They are spoiled. They are just here because of the name, because, yeah. you know, so this is, I think I had it from my mom. And again, I always tell people, you have to be honest to yourself. Yes. You have to forgive yourself. You have to know what you want. And you have yeah. to know your limitations and accept it. Only yeah. then you will see and you will flourish. So that is the best advice I always tell people. You know, always in tough times, just think you're different. You're distinguished. Yeah. Yes. You're special. By saying and focusing on that, you will be helped to get to get going. This is my advice to people to trust in yourself and to make peace. 
Yeah. Isn't, you know, I, I have this love affair with words and conversations and having vulnerable conversations. And I feel that, um, you know, I was studying um, Gary Vee uh, last year and I came to a conference in Dubai and I always mention him. And he said that we need to change the conversation, you know, from the world that we live in, in this Instagram world where it's all about showing off and, and what we have and what we, you know, what, where we're going and the places we're eating. And, and this year seems to be so poignant. It seems to be so core that we have changed the conversations. We've gone internal. We're, 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 we're looking at conversations and we're having vulnerable, open conversations about, you know, I'm feeling this way. Okay. You know, and we're allowed to feel, and I think, COVID has allowed us to feel these feelings and express them as well. So if we're not having a good day. So the last two weeks, I've had so many of my friends that have broken down, that have been messaging me and, and called me and said, look, I'm not doing too well. And then we've had mm. this turn, this, this round two of COVID. But you know what I love? And I've always been quite open hearted with it anyway. But I, So I've always done this, but I love the fact that this year has been such a a change of conversations it's a it's a change mm. of how we are thinking and we can really go internal and when someone says actually I'm not feeling good about the situation or I don't think this is working out I want to change my job or want to change my relationship and that's it's so powerful I just feel that you know it's going to elevate so many people, isn't it? I feel quite, I'm so excited by the, the, the powerful conversations, not just vulnerable, but being vulnerable and then going to kind of being powerful. I just think it's amazing. So for those people who are having difficult conversations, maybe ending relationships, you know, going through heartbreak um, and really trying to kind of understand their relationship so they can exit into this next, you know, 2021 with some positivity and some, some excitement. What would you suggest to them who are ending a chapter in their life and then wanting to move forward? What, what is the best advice that you would give to them? Uh, you mean for those who chose not to continue in a, in a, in a certain yes, relationship? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, for those people, I say such decision by itself is a success. You know, if you know, if you acknowledge, if you identify the relationship where you're at is not yeah. a healthy relationship, is not going anywhere, it doesn't make you happy, it's toxic, yeah. and yeah. it's draining you, and you are spending uh, financially, emotionally, psychologically, and this relationship is draining you, mm. then you should be thankful to the chance that and to the timings. I mean, think about. What would have happened if you were not giving this opportunity by facing this relationship and spending the rest of your life in a very meaningless relationship? Yes. So if you are referring to those people who are in a very, uh, what we call unhealthy relationship, then exiting the relationship by itself is a success, is a victory. Ah, excellent. Yeah. Mm. Yes, because... Uh, staying in a relationship where you are not happy you are not making other people happy you know like and you are and life is really this is what we always say life is too short and you only live one time and do not compromise do not settle for something less than what you deserve 
Yes. And, you know, I was reading something. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was I was saying that, you know, when when you come to that point in time where you start to value yourself and that is the time that you start to value your time and where you put your energy and who you're focusing on. So it comes back. We, we totally agree in this point 100%. It's really going back to kind of knowing yourself again and then accepting yourself and knowing who you are. And until that happens, you, you don't value your life and then you don't value your time. You don't value what you're doing. So I think it comes back to kind of exactly. self-acceptance, self-love. And, and I think self-love has been one of these words that have been thrown around this, this year too much. But where where you're really kind of valuing yourself, I think is it's really it's it all stems from that. It, everything stems from you. You are the the creator and you know uh, the artist. Go back to the artist of your of yes. your world, isn't it? So um, yeah. I would I was True. just saying that once you start valuing yourself, then you know your whole perceptions change. Uh, relationships change, work changes, how you feel, you know, and, and I think there's an energy shift in that. Yes, true. And uh, uh, exit, uh, uh, exiting uh, uh, unhealthy relationship, it doesn't have to be by divorce, you know, yeah. like, or by separation. Sometimes we tell couples, if you've been always doing, spending your years fighting, exit this thing. Yes. Try to uh, like uh, work on your differences. You know, like exit the bad behavior, oh. uh, and you know, like just yes, exit the bad behavior, leave it behind. Yes. So it doesn't have to mean necessarily divorce or separation. It could just, you know, like say only that's it. Stop here. You need to, you know, like face it and work on it and make things better. Yeah. And instead yeah. of, you know, like uh, going uh, around, I mean, in rounds and doing the same things. Yes. You have a choice of saying enough is enough i'm gonna give it a break i'm gonna just do the right thing i'm yeah. and this person doesn't deserve this from me or i do not deserve we deserve to enjoy the family enjoy the kids enjoy the life you know this is what 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 is meant by exiting it can carry two meanings exiting totally the relationship or exiting the the sick or the bad uh, the ill behavior yeah, that's an excellent point because people are so dismissive these days, and with you know divorce rate going, you know skyrocketing. Mm. The fact is, it sometimes you know you get shamed for actually staying in a relationship than actually uh, wanting to make it work. So it's like, well, why did you stay? You know, this isn't right. But I actually find that so many people find that as in these days that's the easiest option whereas you know working on yourself, working on a relationship. You know, obviously you came together for a certain reason people do, um, you know, drift apart, but, you know, having, uh, you know, working on, on a relationship sometimes takes more effort than just, like you said, like to end it. So, you know, if you value your relationship, if you value, you know, uh, the people in it, then you would make it work. Exactly. And, you know, during uh, uh, Corona, uh, you know, like, as I said before, uh, we were having problems and issues and uh, with Corona, we had like other serious issues. Like if we are talking about couples and those who were, uh, uh, they lost their job, there is financial yeah. stress, 
they are isolated from their family. They are all the way here and they don't have social support yes. and they have problems in the marriage. I mean, imagine the uh, how overwhelming it can be. Of course, of course. It's going to be extremely, yes, overwhelming. So these things we, we need also to take into consideration when couples, they are struggling during COVID-19. We need to know what other stress they have. Yeah. Yes. And for those, believe it, uh, some people, uh, you know, like will will get out of it stronger and uh, some people, you know, like will just collapse. Uh, yeah. Those who are less fortunate, you know, like who have uh, more stress financially, emotionally, psychologically, yeah. uh, you know, like uh, physically or, or, or health wise. So these are, you know, like the type of stresses that Corona added on yeah, the existing, yeah. Uh, yeah, existing yeah. one. It's a, it's a testimony to, I guess, your character as well and how you deal with life. You know, this is just yeah. one part. And I think it, you know, some people who are very much, we're social creatures anyway, but I have found that a lot of people that I knew that were very sociable and very, you know, uh, very extroverts in this yeah. lockdown and this time have really become quite introvert and silence themselves because they've had to look at their life of the meaning of it like is this what I want to do is this where I belong and I and I think that you wouldn't have these questions that you would ask yourself if this wouldn't have happened so for me you know absolutely kind of um, you know embrace embrace the change again you know if we look at change I always say that yeah. uh, people are so fixed on their own you know the way that life is this is how it is this is how I belong this is what I do and my father used to say to me you know uh, you've got to be adaptable in life that's that's one quality mm. that you because life will always change what advice yeah. would you give on somebody regarding kind of having such a fixed mindset how would you what what would you what advice would you like to give to them regarding embracing change and embracing change for the future as well uh, this takes me back to what I said before. Uh, uh, if you really, uh, you know, uh, uh, I was hoping that Corona uh, would give the majority of us the the the, uh, the chance to sit and face ourselves. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. by sitting and saying, yes. "Where am I now? What am I? Why I am doing this?" Yeah. Uh, uh, corona came, and she uh, and I was. I'm told that you know like life will end one mm. way or another how do i want to end it mm. and how do i want from now until my time comes should i continue doing the same uh, silly things or can i improve mm. uh, was i enjoying my life or no i was just living and there is a difference yes. between enjoying or just you know like breathing and walking and eating yes. uh, you know like uh, or taking things for granted so what I am hoping, like, you know, which is something uh, for us as mental health professionals, we do from time to time, which is like sitting, by, meditating, sitting by yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to say, what do you do to help yourself? Is that what you yeah. do? Meditate? I meditate. I do yoga. I exercise. I, I, I love the me time. Uh, yeah. I have to have my space. Because yeah. you have to understand, like, my profession is extremely stressful. I am, like, receiving all the negative yes. news, the fights, the conflicts from people. And yes. if I am not careful and if I don't have a healthy way of filtering and getting rid of these things, I will get sick myself. Yeah. You know, so 
for myself, it's like finding peaceful time, uh, yeah. reconnecting with right. myself and with the yes. things that make make uh, meaning to me. Like sometimes some of my friends and my family, like the best time for me to go to the movie alone. They don't be- yeah. believe it. Oh, okay. Say, That's nice. Say, no. One, yes, I say, I don't want anybody with me. And sometimes I really enjoy it. <laughs> Like when the movie is playing, I let it play, and then I go in the middle of the week when nobody's there. Oh wow! Wonderful. I swear, and it's the whole space for me, and I'm just sitting because you know I'm always surrounded. My background is always noisy. Yeah. Always noisy. So that's why you know, like okay. I have to take care of myself. And again, uh, counsel. You know, I just wanted to say that some. You know, when you just said, you know, I've had people who um so a friend of mine just she's gone on holiday by herself and I was just telling another friend that she's gone to Greece and she's having a fantastic fantastic time she's a solo traveler and um and the other person said oh how could you how could you travel on her own that's like that's so strange like well I said why why can she not travel on her own because she's a woman or why why does she need company and what you've just said as well People are so afraid of being on their own. She's a very very strong woman. You know, when you are capable of living and facing life alone, you are a strong woman. Yes, yes, absolutely. You are a very strong woman. It means you can handle pressure. You can handle things alone. Yeah, yeah. True, by the way. I mean, Which when is you, true. Can, you we, know, we, the fact is that people just don't want to be on their own. And, you know, either traveling or, like you said, just going to the cinema by yourself there's so many people that I yeah. know that, that, that would say, oh my God, I don't want to do that. Like that, no, I I, I would want to mm-hmm. go with somebody. And then you think, well, you know, the, it's those people have suffered. You know, my hair's going all crazy. It's those those uh, people that have suffered that just, you know, ha- didn't don't want to sit by themselves or don't want to look at themselves or don't even love them. I feel like they don't even love themselves. Well, uh, let's not say they don't, or maybe they don't know how to love themselves. They don't know how to, yeah, yeah. Again, for myself, because my background always noisy, and then the best time for me when I am in the airplane and my phones are off, I'm far away from everybody, or, you know, like uh, when uh, I don't go out in the weekends because it's crowded, service is not as expected, and I always ask when is the movie? And then I only choose. I don't. I pick and choose. I don't go to watch any movie because my I'm very busy. So yeah. I always go like Sunday or Monday. If I don't have a case, then I go to see a movie I wanted to see, and it's a joy. It's yeah. a, a joy. You don't have to answer anybody. You don't have to <laughs> make sure I'm very happy. You just take care of yourself. You're Maryam, which yeah. is something you learn. You learn to love. It's that's amazing yeah it's a that's process. amazing yeah. I mean I think traveling itself traveling you know watching a great movie uh, you know just kind of escapism isn't it, it it's just so it's yeah. so nice and so relaxing and I think I don't live far from Heathrow I live like right you know from about 15 minutes away from Heathrow and you know I am just dying to get on a plane and then just travel somewhere mm-hmm. I'm just like you know but such is life you know we have we're on lockdown yeah. we can't go anywhere but um you know life will uh, present so many challenges 
um every day is a challenge you know you just you've got to find solutions you've got to be happy you've got to really find like i'm solar powered today is a beautiful day i'm gonna go out for a walk afterwards but having small little happiness uh moments you know creates that joy uh, in yourself um and i have found back to the point that a very valid point that you know we are surrounded by people who we model or who we uh we kind of reflect uh because we subconsciously we do that and i i also have been brought up by extremely um powerful uh strong women um my mother's side you know eight sisters who are all well educated strong minded you know mashallah you know my granddad brought them up like you know like sons like you know like real you know owning your mind and your thoughts you know education was at the forefront um and so i find an inspiration from them i always you know mm. from my aunties and the you know my my cousins one's gone back to education after having all the kids and she's like 40 something nearly 50 i think i don't know really her age but she's gone back to education again uh, and studying architecture and so you know wow. there, there's always you can always do something at any time you can't you know this the whole giving up is is not an option which is your source of info, yeah. of your inspiration where did that come from um you know as a woman any any female that inspired you through your journey my mom i got it from my mom and i always yeah. another person you know who margaret tucker the 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 iron woman uh ah. since i was young yeah i always wanted to know why they call this lady the iron woman yes yes i i like to get inspired you know like and read about special people you know uh, our mothers uh, they 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 the life they went through was not as easy yes yes and absolutely. then the fact that yes the fact that she she made sure that we all go to the college we are all educated yes and uh, we have manners uh, we should not do this we should not do that she always mm-hmm. wanted to us to be like little ladies you know and she was not educated and she was religious so that's yeah. why like a mix of me like modern but i also care about my uh, religious background so uh, yeah. i would say my mom uh, also uh, the iron woman sometimes opera went free and uh, yes. and there is madam madam kuria and uh, those people you know like who make differences uh, yes. any person who make difference you know like those are really worth uh, looking up to you know yeah. and uh, i myself now i have my nieces they say auntie you we are so proud of you oh, you know like mashallah yeah and yeah and they are doctors also uh, and then they say we are so proud of you when we see that you do this and you do that and you you know like you are a very strong woman and you do things you also inspire those That's who inspire the, you. the next generation yeah, yeah. they they've seen because i like you said we need to see role models we need to see strong women uh, in yes. all positions of life in all fields in all sectors and conquering and achieving and that creates change so you know you're a great role model for i guess you know the, the next generation for for generations to come inshallah yeah. inshallah inshallah and, and you know who also i like queen elizabeth you don't yes. know how much i admire this lady yeah my, one of my favorites she lives down the corner because i'm in winter i i love i mean i just this lady will never be replaced and yes. if you see about people who inspire me 
they they all have the same theme. Yeah, really, it's so Queen Elizabeth also. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's a combination of style and elegance and class yeah. and yeah. just the way that they carry themselves, they're composed, yeah. the way they communicate. Uh, you know, just there is a style. Everybody has a style in which they perform and communicate, and it's so so important. Uh, good role models for the future, inshallah. You and must they are them. also like uh, artists. They are artists, yeah. as mm. you said it. The way they dress, the way they sit, this, the way they talk. Yeah. This yeah. is the art where you were asking me. This is the art of living. The art yeah. of living is, is you know how to present what to do. Yeah. And that's why sometimes you look at somebody like Lady Diana, rahmatullah, or I don't know, just Lady Diana. Some people, you look at them and you just feel like, wow. Yeah. This yeah. is not just a beauty, it's an art. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, and even when I go to places, I'm a very classical person. When I go to places, even if I see something that is really everybody, like I'm not easily influenced by the social media. Mm. I never shop something from online. Yeah, and I only if I see something and it really catches your opinion and you, you know this is an art. Yes, yeah. So Absolutely. these are the people. Yeah, these are the people or the things that when you have, you wanna leave behind and you want people to you wanna be uh, remembered. Yes, you want to be remembered and make your mark. You know, create change that you right. came into this world and you did something valuable to help others. And that's ultimately what we need to do is to help each other along the way through the podcast, yeah. through your work, th through sending good messages and helping people to kind of live their best life in, in a way, you know, as artists. And I, and I believe if we all perceived life as art and as artists, I think we would completely change. Exactly. And this is what I tell my clients or my patients when they come, I tell them, you know, like, I am just here to listen and to help you to enjoy at least one thing in your life. Yes. And that is a skill, an art, maybe you don't know it. Yeah. You know, because that is a thing, that is that is my talent. Yeah. That is what I think I want to be known, you know, like, with yeah. and for, you know, like, just to point at something and say, wow, Mariam, look at this beautiful yeah. background you have. Look at the beautiful picture. Look at Look yeah. at this beautiful mother. Look at this beautiful day. Look at this beautiful interview. Exactly. And then exactly. see, saying through, see through beauty, isn't it? Is that exactly yes, seeing, yes. seeing with beautiful eyes? Yes. I always say that beauty is all around us. We just have to open our eyes and ears to see it. You know, we we need to change exactly. the way that we we see ourselves as well. Exactly. And Corona, Corona, for the lucky ones, Corona, uh, as for me, it just made me uh, appreciate and look at the good things. Yes. And uh, to take care of the things I was not even paying attention to, like, you know. Uh, so this is what Corona should. Corona yeah. came to add, it's good and bad, but it came to, it's supposed to show the art in your life. The yes. beauty in your life. The beauty in your life. Exactly. Exactly. So what, uh, what do you have uh, planned for the future? Where is where what kind of work would you be doing is there something that you maybe in five years time where do you see yourself my my uh my big wish is to have a mental health spa oh nice i swear this is that my is, that sounds nice huh that sounds nice <laughs> that 
Dr. Amari, that sounds really good. This is my dream, uh, you know, like, so you can just, you know, because it's when you go to talk about what really has been piling up inside. Yes. You you need to take care of the inside and then the outside. Exactly, exactly. It's a combination of both, you know. Um, Sorry, I had to cut you up, but it is a point where, you know, there's so much we can do to create a great image on the outside and our and our health. But it's, it's always in the inside. It's a combination of both. You both have to be the inner and outer has to be aligned. Exactly. This is what and but the inner beauty is uh, from inside. And I'm working on a book. I started my book. But then Mashallah, when my brother died, fantastic. Yeah, when, That's nice. Yeah, when he died. Yeah, I put a hold on it. So if I want to maybe five, five years from now, I will not be doing what I'm doing now. Maybe yeah. only I'll just pick and choose a few cases. Yeah. But I want to enjoy my life. I want to, you know, like see, uh, I want to, uh, I want to give what I'm doing to somebody else to continue. Right, right. You so know, continue I, the I, work. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I wish that somebody will just come and take over because mm. I know that, you know, like, you need to time yourself and then uh, I want to be able to enjoy I want to put an end to this uh, noisy background of listening to people's you know like uh, problems and pain uh, because it can be really uh, unhealthy and it can be also uh, 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 it's something you want to get as far as possible sometimes from yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like sometimes when I travel, you need to hear my clients or my patients. They say, Oh no, doctor, are you going? No, how for how long are you gonna go? <laughs> are you sure? What are what are we gonna do? And then yeah. they, they become like yeah. me, but they just become like really. And yeah. then you feel like a mother. You want a child to grow up and yes. become uh, independent. Yeah, and and then, yeah. independent. Yeah. This is my hope, my hope to have something good and meaningful to leave something behind me to finish yes. my books and to live in peace and to appreciate uh, uh, life with its uh, good uh, and bad i'm looking forward to the spa i'm loving that idea you need to start that as soon as possible so when i come to dubai next time it should be very... i love the idea dr amari you need to start that straight away just love inshallah the financial, you know, like, and the, the patience and the vision, somebody needs to share my vision because yeah. this is, this is what people really need. And inshallah, yeah. uh, inshallah, inshallah, it should happen. I was working on a TV program. Yeah. Uh, but Corona came because I used to come in uh, morning shows, but then I thought about making my own show. You know, Dr. Fell, right? Yes. Yes. I was going to say, I was just about to say like it, I don't know, you know, a combination of like uh, Alania Van Zandt, who also came. I don't know if you know her. She's she was a, she appeared on uh, Oprah quite a lot, and then Dr. Phil. Uh, what is she? Uh, what is What is her name? Her, Alania Van Zandt, and she does a lot of uh, more spiritual counseling, and she was one of the regular um, kind of uh, guests and speakers for the Oprah Show. Um, but there's lots of other kind of there's another therapist here called um, Marissa Pierre. She's fantastic as well. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's yeah, she's the link. Lots of celebrities. Me the link later. Yeah, she's a lot of celebrities and um, 
she's amazing. I've been studying her and her book right now. I'm actually reading that book right now, I Am Enough. Um, so she's she's got some great practices and where she also says that I want my clients to be independent and just, you know, uh, yeah. you know not to be continued. you want to you want to graduate them they, you want them to yeah. gra graduate and get to catch <laughs> graduate is the right word <laughs> yeah graduate yeah exactly oh, wow send me later the links i would love to know about them but uh, i wanted to make a show like dr fell but the problem in this community people are uh, not willing to uh, speak up or show their faces and then we found a way yeah, that's, and then yeah, yeah corona came yeah. Uh, but inshallah, if, if, if the I, I, I think that you were the instigator of change, and I think that, and I believe, not even think, I believe that you're going to do it. I think there's going to yeah, be right. a fantastic inshallah. show, inshallah. And I can see it doing great because something can help others from your from your conversations. And I hope that this conversation really helps others as well. For me, I think that you're the most probably glamorous and, and beautiful, uh, you know, counselor, therapist that I've seen. <laughs> Mashallah, such a joy. I exercise and I do yoga and I don't do Namima, yeah, Mariam. I don't like Namima. I don't like, really, you need to, to, to take care of the small qualities. Yes, yes. And I don't, uh, I don't spend my time on social media a lot. Now I'm going to be a social media person because they say yeah. this is how to make marketing. But exercise, yoga, sleep, yeah and uh, peace because even with that you're going to have issues and problems in your life but at yeah. least you will have a good balance yeah. thank you thank you yeah and you're also you are so beautiful i saw your video about the back and you are absolutely <laughs> right it's a good investment <laughs> I've got you, you I've got you, yeah. you know what, isn't it great, like great conversations lead to, yeah. to, to change and creativity and I'm, for me, I think creativity is my core, um, yeah. you know, for me to, to, to help others and, you know, supporting women, um, that's my main aim and I've always done it for, to help women on the outside to look good yeah. so they can help others yeah. and, and, and it filters in the rest of their life with style so what advice would you like to to leave um the people listening uh, what is it that for maybe for next year and how to enter or and how to be is there any advice that you'd like to leave them with okay that's a very good question uh for uh, since our topic about relationship uh, and then uh, my main advice to people in general and to couples to family members as a family therapist you know like try to uh be, be accessible like people they can don't uh, uh don't be like so uh closed on on yourself try to be accessible try to respond when somebody tells you uh, we have a problem try to listen uh, mm -hmm. let them know that you are there to to uh, discuss and help uh, try to engage uh, engage uh, emotionally with your loved ones uh, right. try to break the unhealthy routine uh, ask for help you know uh, try to go out for change of scenery uh, for a fresh air uh, you know like uh, try to keep social support uh, try to work on yourself to empower, to improve, to change bad habits. Yeah. Uh, try to exit, exit and make, you know, like reconcile with things that uh, you did and you couldn't uh, uh, undo. 
try to reconcile with your limitations, try to understand who you are and uh, what the things you could do. Try to love and be loved and try mainly try to love yourself and try to accept whoever you are. And only by, if you, by, by doing those things, only then you will be able to engage and build relationships with others. Let it be a brother, a sister, a husband, a coworker. Try to understand that we are here for a reason. We are not here to constantly fight or constantly live unhappy. Yeah. There are a reason that we need to be happy and unhappy. Try to seek help. Honestly, if you don't know how to do these things, my advice, try to seek help. Go to somebody who will take your hand and lead you and show you how you can enjoy a small cup of tea, a peace, relationship. Try to yes, really... small things in life. Yes. Yes, yes. And try not to change each other. Try to accept mm. little things because we all have good and bad. Try to work on the good ones so you will not think about the bad ones. Try to be human and try to understand Corona came with a very big message to all of us that life is too short and death is coming to all of us. But before your day comes, try to enjoy life, try to do the right thing and try to live happy. And the rest just, you know, like deal with it one day at a time. When it comes then, if by doing all this, these things, you will become a stronger person. You will know how to uh, address your issues and your problems and you will be stronger. Any tough experience, if we survive Corona, which is really, really a big, saying to us we can uh, survive anything yes. between uh, us human beings so Absolutely. just try to see try to see what is the main message corona is sending to all of us and if there is yes. a second lockdown then maybe we didn't get the message in the first lockdown corona is giving you a second chance second chance yes so don't look at this as yes. a second phase look at it as a second, yes. chance. A second chance may some people they didn't get but you are too lucky that you are, again, you are getting a yes. second chance. Yeah, actually be happy that you're going through a second round. You know, that's, that's an amazing way to look at it. Thank you so much, my lovely. Thank you, Dr. Amari. I loved the insight and I loved the, the, the personal story that you have to help others and your vision, inshallah. I wish you all the success in the future and and for those who are looking to seek um, a little bit more about themselves and understand themselves, I would definitely recommend you and, and kind of I'll, I'll post all the details of your Thank contacts, you. but I wish you all the best. I can't wait to see you when I'm in Dubai or when you're yes, here in London, Shana. I'll take you to Windsor. <laughs> The queen is just next to me, Dr. Amari. She's like, what, five minutes away? I swear, swear. she's such a... We'll have tea with the queen. Yeah. (laughs) You're lucky. At least you are being empowered by the surroundings. Yeah, and and, and I guess some people don't, though. Some people don't venture out. But I have made a conscious effort that I'm going out for a walk every day, getting some fresh air no matter yes. if it's raining or not it's a beautiful day sunny today so i'm gonna go out after our interview but thank you so much i look forward yes. to seeing you and inshallah uh, wish you all the best in the future thank you same here mariam mashallah you're such a uh, a beautiful uh, woman full of life and beauty uh, i i thank asma who told me about you 
Yes. And you know, like when she said, oh my God, you will be so excited. And mashallah, mashallah, I see you sometimes, you respond quickly. And I say, wow, but you are not maybe, sometimes I cannot have this uh, luxury, uh, uh, you know, like, and yeah. if, I, if it would up to me, I want to be, um, I like decor, I like fashion, yeah. I like to do things, but then I am in the right career. But then for you, I think you are doing a lot, a lot. At least you are sharing beautiful details. When are you coming to Dubai? Inshallah, next year sometime now. And we'll just see what happens with this lockdown. Thank you so much for joining us. I absolutely loved your story. And it was, and the the way that you connect with your patients. And now I understand how amazing and why people come to you. Because, you know, a complete change maker in your thinking and your own experience. And I wish you all the success in the future, inshallah. And I look forward to seeing you in Dubai. Same here. All the best to you. All the best. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.